shit that I've learned of recently, not from like any academic paper, from like fucking, I don't know, gonzo, uh, fucking gumshoe journalism of knowing Irish people in every fucking city in the world because we can't stay in Ireland. Um, but I, I did learn that like the Louvre, Louvre. <laughs> you got it. You got I it. nailed it. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So like, I, I, w- I would be like, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I'm saying like, you know, the, the, the kind of like one of the cornerstones of like, Parisian tourism, like at the very least, like you know, like the, the really obvious thing of just like, hey, we need to cut to a scene in Paris in this action movie, so we're going to show it's Paris. There's the Eiffel Tower, but then if it's yeah, a just, class- yeah, action shot though of like the yeah, the, like, yeah. like it was like the sand and stuff. Like yeah, just don't 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 try and be clever about it. This is the Fast and Furious thirteen or whatever. Just show the Eiffel Tower. They're in Paris. Everyone understands you're in Paris. A classier movie. I'm not gonna show. I'm not gonna show the Eiffel Tower. That's fucking hack. I'm showing the Louvre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like, oh, the classic option. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, also like it looks cool too with like the yeah. with the glass uh, with the glass pyramid, you know. And again, remember, you're doing an action movie, which you want to look badass. You don't want to look romantic and laying with the Eiffel Tower. You want to look like you know Jason Bourne shit. I'm and the that, Louvre has a Jason Bourne vibe. You that, know? that remake, actually, the Netflix remake of um, Lupin. Uh, um, uses like imagery of the Louvre like quite heavily. Yeah, action uh, movie. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's an. A- I don't know what it is. Oh but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. That's exactly what it's gonna look like. But yeah, yeah. Had uh, yeah, one of uh, one of our series used that as like the introductory uh, like shot. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, action scene, and it's like, like crashing into the the pyramid. Yes, that's a classic. So yeah. like Lupin is um, Lupin is like French. Well, like, it's it's kind of like French Sherlock Holmes in the sense that it's like yeah. everyone makes it because it's from the same period and now it's out of like copyright. It's like public domain now. Yeah. Um. So like, but he's like a master criminal rather than like a master criminal solver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, okay. I don't need to know the scenario of the show. I no, no, absolutely. Sorry. The point I was getting at is that like I found out that they actually have do- dodgy hiring practices of like if you want a permanent job at the Louvre. It's like you have to be an intern for ages and obviously like unpaid work for a long period of time favors a certain class of people. Um, we all know this. We've all struggled. The children of art collectors. <laughs> <laughs> children of Lupin. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I also found out for everyone else that makes up the staff of the Louvre, they hire people through a temp agency and then like fire them after six weeks because I believe under French law after... Uh, eight weeks or two months, you have to start paying for like your benefits, health insurance, that kind of shit. Um, so it's fun to know that like this supposedly very classy institution is doing this. I mean, that wouldn't be the first, but the thing that I no, like. All right, so here's here's my plan for you know, um, corner spatey, um, uh, oceans, uh, oceans. Well, I guess there's there's four or five of us, depending on what day of the week it is. If if Rob yeah, but they got rid of that after a while. Now it's just the number. So what? Like, would it be oceans fourteen. Fourteen? Why fourteen? Because it'll be the, that's the next one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was eleven, twelve, thirteen. Well, the first whatever. Okay, four. Yeah. So our our oceans fourteen. George plot. Clooney has called us up. Yeah, George yeah. Clooney. You know, he's like, my God. You know, I need a podcasting team. But the only reason, <laughs> the only reason though, is for us to get temp jobs, just so that then we can just like make out an entire like mapped out plan of the of, yeah. of, of the of the museum, 
and then we get no share of it. Like maybe like we get like you know I don't know they steal the whatever diamond, and it's like worth like forty <laughs> million diamond. dollars, you know, and we get our share of like you know. Um, a, a, a small Patreon donation of five bucks a month from yeah. George Clooney. Jo- George Clooney shouts us out on his podcast <laughs> about stealing shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, that's It'd the worth it. next. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Huge bump of Twitter followers in the in the con man community. Not even for that, just for the glory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the movie, um, uh, uh, um, not... Now you see me. Not Fast and the Furious. What was the video game that then they made a Need for Speed? Oh yeah, okay. Did you ever see the Need for Speed movie? No. The entire plot of the movie is that there is a there is a pretty much I think he's a race car driver who has a podcast who calls on all the best racers, like street racers in the uh-huh. world, to race to his podcast studio. Hell yeah. <laughs> That is the plot of the movie. And then at the end of it, Aaron Paul gets arrested for racing to the podcast studio. <laughs> what is this movie and why does it exist? I it's, mean, it's so good. That would be like the funniest way to end every Fast and Furious movie going forward. They all end just getting arrested for all the crimes they did throughout the film. Oh, yeah. No, you see, that's the thing that then was at least, I mean, very. Okay, first off, the Need for Speed movie did horribly. Oh, sure. All right. Um, I the only reason I know it exists is because I was scrolling through uh, um, Netflix yeah. or Amazon or one of those one day when I was just like the amount of like successful video game movies you can count in your one hand like basically I had none it's Resident Evil I think and that's only because it was just like a zombie film yeah it's easy you can't fuck yeah. that up no also Resident Evil had like a good like like had a proper plot of the thing that you can like make a pretty decent movie of like i mean well no they did a very bad job it was a critical failure it was just financially successful what the the movie yeah oh yeah. no does does it matter if it's no. good or not no <laughs> i mean like but there how there's how many resident evil movies oh so many yeah how many assassin's creed movies are there Prince of persia got like uh, a movie right yeah, oh yeah, yeah completely forgot about yeah, that yeah, yeah. oh that, that was did a, not do well okay. either yeah. that was a very weird a very weird movie that i think i've seen weirdly enough probably yeah yeah it's jake gyllenhaal he's so dreamy yeah why not say it um what is y'all's take on the sonic movie oh Oh. shit i need to see that (laughs) i need to see the sonic movie too and i also (laughs) my favorite thing is just um that you know they made the second one too not a lot of fanfare actually I, i think like the second one got released and a lot of people just did not fucking notice um but the the (laughs) <laughs> the thing was that like the second one gets released no one fucking notices i find that hilarious because the second one has knuckles in it voiced by fucking idris elba like Idr- wait what uh, idris elba what? voiced knuckles <laughs> in the sonic the, the second sonic movie um i still haven't seen the first one i really wanted to if rob was here he'd, he'd pay testament to the fact that i really wanted to see the sonic film um oh yeah because rob is like into like actual cinema like rob yeah. every- and i just want to watch fucking film yeah. and make rob watch it and say like this is like <laughs> is film good if it led you to this yeah exactly <laughs> rob is like oh i have I'll like rob i have a yeah too. here's here's a movie from a swedish man who's like you know like you know tried to commit suicide three times yeah um you know it's it's oh it's so you- an average swedish man yeah exactly <laughs> 
Um, the entire thing is about how his, you know, father makes fun of his, his, you know, penis size or something like that. It's yeah. three and a half hours long, and Rob's like, this it's, is it's genius. It swept all the, like, awards in France, the awards in Germany, awards in Italy, and then I just come along being like, Rob, 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 the Looney Tunes are back. Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob, uh, they got LeBron James this time. Yeah, it's you pulling on Rob's leg on the, on one side, being like, yeah, you know, Looney Tunes back. Um, it's me on the other side pulling his leg and being like, Rob, like the 19th Fast and Furious movie's out. <laughs> it's just, I still... And then Yulia like actually will like watch like good the, cinema probably yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah, no no okay, okay. so we have we what have two Uma? people like that well, Uma's film takes are also probably good uh, I don't think she she's I not know. on God tier like Kieran and no I mean, we need to like I think that was we need to convince her to watch Absolute Trash um, I'm trying my best to do that uh, it's not working out. Uh, um, Urinize Absolute Trash is also slightly different, which I appreciate yes. because we get like we get a pretty full circle of different trash. flavors of trash. Yeah, like one is like compost bin, and one is like general bin or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're, uh, you know, we have we 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 we, we do our our Miltrenung yeah. here at Corners yeah. <laughs> Which which bin goes the like food anime where they come every time they eat? Like what 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 yeah. bin does that go? That's in? a compost baby. That's uh, compost. Yeah. yeah whereas Fast and Furious is your uh, you know your Recyclables. Hey, hey, welcome to your weekly corner spady. It is Kieran, and I'm joined by Nick. Hey, and we got special guest, returning champ, French expert, because <laughs> that's when we have you on. It's Flo. How you doing, buddy? Yo, what's up? You're in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Berlin, baby, the city of dreams. Yeah. City of dreams. We flew you, Paris. Yeah, we flew you out. You know, uh, uh, first class. You know, you're staying at. I don't know. Yeah, what, I gotta like, say, Corner Speedy has a really big budget, and yeah. they should be using it to yeah. uh, start an armed revolution in Berlin, so that we can take uh, first Kreuzberg, and then uh, Mittelscheid, and then just like the entire city, and then yeah. like create a commune, and then basically no. I no, mean, yeah. no, no, no. The I German like, left is not that advanced. No, but that's why we it, spend our money on pampering you. You know, the <laughs> amount of champagne that you've drank this day, like today, has been insane. Um, you know, we got you, you know, we took you shopping, you know, you got your hair done, you know, everything. All of our money also comes from the Thank you, patrons. Habsburgs. Yeah, um, exactly. So and like, our shares in gas for some reason. Yeah, so like the only revolution that we're legally allowed foment is like a monarchist one that brings back Austro-Hungary, but here somehow. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's, 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 it's in the contract. But <laughs> the, the, yeah, don't let the Patreon numbers fool you. No, like, no. We're, you know. Your money is going to good use. <laughs> yeah, getting us nice things. <laughs> um, oh God, I feel that then like we can't even like make that joke anymore because there's like legitimately people who are like, uh, this podcast is not only an op, but they have money and uh, they made one month eight hundred euros, and therefore. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, like there are there are podcasts that make a lot more money than us, but like. Uh, we these haven't used the money for anything. <laughs> like, um, all right, all right. But my goodness, I I have I have some speaking of podcasts and content announcements. Uh, just get this up top. Victor Orban is a poster now. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Victor Orban has an account in English on Twitter. He is at pm underscore Victor Orban. Uh, um. Yeah, the PM stands for Pussy Monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, the no, it's Hungarian. It stands for Pussy Magyar. <laughs> uh, 
Nice. Um, the, the, very funny because there was like a lot of fanfare about this. Like, oh, what does this mean? And it's like, I, it's, I, I think it's fairly obvious that it's him trying to like play to the kind of like Tucker Carlson audience that he's like found himself attracting and things Victor like that. Victor Orban is loved by yeah. the Trump like crew yeah. and the international right and ever. I mean, like he is the smartest thing of him right now that he's been doing. I, like, you know, we, I, I think everyone kind of forgets too the Victor Orban of um, like with the Russia Ukraine stuff has done this very like yeah like like what you said like neither U.S. nor Russia was like the thing of yeah, how like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some like old right wingers played it. Where like he's not really like explicitly pro Russia. He's like Hungary's condemned the actions of 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 you know Putin's invasion. Mm. Um, but he's one of the first actually after the invasion happened. I remember that. Yeah, was, like, yeah. and like Hungary took in a bunch of refugees and this and that and that. And Viktor Orban like weirdly tried to make himself into a humanitarian figure. Mm. And now, but he's also like doing the thing of like, yeah, no, no, like, like of being that then like, well, we're not going to like be enthusiastically in support of like NATO stuff either. And that he'll still be like calling, you know, like calling for, you know, discussions between Zelensky and Putin, like similarly to kind of like Elon Musk's thing. It it is. Yeah. But it's also this fine line of like the invasion is the only thing Putin has done wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And Uh, so he's, but I mean like, that that rhetoric is exactly the same one that the right in the United States, just like the right in in Europe, is kind of, you know, really cashing in right now, in on right now. I mean, we saw with uh, uh, local elections in Niedersachsen this like last yeah, weekend, where like yeah. the AFD did really well because the AFD has been the one party being like, yeah, no, we don't want German participation in the war. Which they don't really. The reason that they don't care isn't like of any like good humanitarian reason. The it's the heating gas. thing, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, and the AFD, like, swept up 12% in a a state that they typically did not do very well in. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Was, like, second or third largest party? I can't remember. I think it's third. Right. Yeah. Uh, Pretty close to second, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was was SPD one, the... CDU probably second, right? I think so, and then the Greens and uh, uh, the, the... the Greens and the AFD were pretty close. If yeah. I'm, if I, I don't know the numbers offhand, but I do know that then it was AFD like twelve point five percent. Yeah, it was yeah. Um, so like yeah, you know, he he he's he's got like a more like English speaking public face. One of the tweets he speaks English really well, and he went to CPAC and spoke there. Yeah, he does, he does. But like, I mean, it's a Twitter account. It's possible that there's like a small army of interns and in the, the. No, no, no. Of course, I'm yeah. just saying it's like it's not unlikely for then Victor no. Orban to become also as much of a Twitter celebrity in the West of like English speaking, yeah, like of an English speaking audience as he already is because they've loved him for years. I mean, they loved him because in the Syrian thing that they like he like kicked migrants out and shit like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, oh yeah, he's he's got like yeah. Conservatives love the conservative leader. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but like, so one of his tweets already has just been like, after my first day on Twitter, there's one question on my mind. Where is my good friend at real Donald Trump? With like the 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 John Travolta and Pulp Fiction doing like, the Notice Me Senpai. Yeah, it is yeah. very Notice Me Senpai. No, it's because he's a good poster, I think. He's getting ready for 2024. Um, definitely. But Already? Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this also ties in with uh, um, Zoltan Kovacs. Probably not pronouncing that right, but like Kovac, wouldn't it be? Or Co- I don't know. There's, I mean, oh wait, no, he's Hungarian. You're right. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. So Zoltan Kovacs or Kovac, I'm not entirely sure. He uh, um, he is 
head of like public communications for the Hungarian government, and he has started a state official podcast. Oh, I saw for this. Hungary. Yeah, oh. um, yeah. You know, sorry, I was going to announce this at the end of the show. Yeah, um, but I'm leaving Cornerspace <laughs> <laughs> to join uh, <laughs> to join the bold truth about Hungary. Yeah, it's in it? English too, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, and it's also like named for um so like the bold truth about hungary is like a name but there's like a very famous book the truth about hungary which was like the um i can't remember if it was like hungarian or like british hungarian guy who published a book basically denounced like saying everything the soviet union did in 1956 and hungary was cool and good um, oh yeah fuck yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm... Like, do they know that they're doing that? <laughs> or like... okay wait hold up Based? <laughs> Just like yeah, this is the Stalinist podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. No, I mean, uh, okay, fifty six was a complicated time. Yeah, there's a lot of different views on that. It's gonna be okay. No, no, mean, I'm going with what with what the British Hungarian guy said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, hey, hey, I'm told to listen to local voices more. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like some of the local voices were like uh, democratic communists no. and Trotskyists that were like actually killed by Stalin. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, like, no, no, no. Yeah, no but right. then there's, but, but there's this guy. <laughs> this guy's got a podcast. This guy has a podcast. <laughs> okay, I mean, like, now you make a convincing argument. I just have to, like, bow down before the no, podcast no, masters. But, like, it's just very funny that this is, like, the strategy of Victor Orban is on Twitter now, which is a platform, like, Hungarians do not use. Yeah. Um, and then, like, we're also making an English language podcast where, like, the first episode was just about, like... The AFD. No, the EU Commission. Oh, us, I thought you meant, or them, yeah. No, yeah, no, their first episode was about, like, the EU Commission being mean to Hungary. And, yeah, it's I just find this very funny. This is the content. I love it, like, too, because it's, it, it kind of shows the sense of how, like, all right, that, all right, first off, the EU Commission, like, Hungary needs the, the, the European Commission and the European Union and everything to just exist for like for their right to exist eternally because one yeah. nothing ever happens yeah. Yeah. like yeah okay maybe they'll, they'll like be found guilty for being um, and I quote from the you know the the ruling of the judge a bad boy but like <laughs> they nothing else happens like they, they literally get like you know a smack on the wrist yeah they'll like sometimes get like funding held but then they'll just be well, hungry they haven't yet they no. might in the future in the, yeah, yeah but like that's like that's that's always the thing of like now, Hungary, you know, this is like your like 900, you know, basic, you know, human rights violation. Like, you know, you're going to be a good boy, you know, for the 901st, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, of course. And they keep doing the same bullshit. And they still get the cap and, subsidies. Yeah. They still get all the agricultural aid and like get everything. Just, yeah. And then the thing, too, is that the rights, like, see, look, like, you know, the European Commission, like, they're threatening us all the time. And it's like, if they if like they need each other because yeah, one the yeah. European Commission can be like, oh, yeah, look, see, um, we told Hungary and they'll be a good boy next time. And it never like so like uh, the the strategy of Hungary though in the past has been like we have we have our bros we have our posse that like backs us up like the lesson one of the lessons of like Syriza in Greece is that like you really can't define the EU on your own um, because if you don't have like another member state backing you up it's very easy to crush you yeah yeah and, I mean yeah because Greece didn't I mean like also like the left doesn't like supporting the left so. yeah, yeah like there's problems and there. the rights the rights way better at supporting the right well I mean like Hungary has historically had Poland backing yep. them up and vice versa and also like Hungary 
when we talked about Jansha and Slovenia had like this whole media project of turning Slovenia into another country that would back them up. But like, oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. yeah. Jansha I had just, no idea about that. Uh, Serbia, Jansha too, now. Serbia, but they're not in the EU. No, 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 of course. But still, I mean, Serbia less so with Poland because Poland and Serbia aren't getting along right now because of the... This is this is what I was going to get to. Like, there's now a wedge between Hungary and Poland as well because Poland is also not happy with, like, Orban's response to... Russia? To the invasion. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, like, I do think the EU is probably going to take advantage of the fact of, like, yo, where's your bro? We can but, do this to you now. And then Orban's going to take advantage of that with then when more and more, you know, far right-wing governments get elected in Europe... And yeah. then they'll see, like, I guarantee you that then Italy's position on Ukraine, although they're, like, supportive, they're probably going to become, like, I don't know, it's very confusing because we don't know what the new government looks like as well. They're also, like, less, Italy is actually less beholden to uh, um, the things that are going to, like, put pressure on other European governments because they, have been, they have been, yeah, they, well, they they get Russian gas, but they, before this invasion started on, like, Germany, for example, they have LNG ports. Yeah. They can get liquid natural gas more easily from the US. Yeah. They're also much closer to the other countries in the regions that can supply them with glass, like North Algeria, Africa. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So like they also there's a pipeline going then from um into like Bul- like from Bulgaria into Greece and stuff like that yeah. too that just that recently got got finished up. Yeah, like th- that was the thing that like Gazprom said, oh like due to like a, a an error error with some paperwork in Austria, we're cutting you off. And so people are like, oh, this might be a threat to the new government to play ball or whatever but like people are like it's probably not a very good threat because italy has successfully diversified its yeah. uh, uh gas resource like <clears throat> inputs um so like it's hard to tell um i think like the russian strategy and maybe possibly also hungary strategy by extension is that like it's going to be a tough tough winter yeah for a lot of these countries um, i need to correct myself with the thing of that then i meant that in the sense of southern european countries diversifying their ass uh, diversifying their gas imports. Yeah. Not that the Greek pipeline has anything to do with Italy. No, no, yeah, no, no. no. Just that. Then there's like there are there are like slowly. I mean, the thing that's just so funny within like the mainland, like the reason that the gas thing is such a big European issue is because the you know the biggest country in Europe is like having a gas like, uh, like. Germany unable to heat itself becomes a problem for all of Europe because of economically. So then the thing of then Germany trying to get like Azerbaijani gas at the beginning of it, like holy well, shit, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh no, like that's looking, looking so much for now. being against dictatorships. That's slightly better than well, maybe not, but like it's not great. The other option that they're also kind of exploring is just bringing back coal. Like all the coal that yeah. like Germany still has. In well, the Germany also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But even like in the sense, like I think that like uh, uh, Greta had a, a, a statement that she like found Germany's anti-nuclear thing to be a bit ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of funny that then that like even the Fridays for Future kid like thinks that Germany is insane. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, no, because it's like like I mean a country that then like the German like the German Greens and German left like love Greta, but they also hate like uh uh you know nuclear power, uh, an issue that I very much disagree with a lot of German leftists about, and I will not argue with them about, um, or with anyone about because I don't I'm not going to waste my time with it, but yeah. um. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay, okay. Like, okay, we could have some back and forth now. I guess, like, uh, when the alternative is coal, yes, of course, it's dumb, and so yeah. that's like literally what the German Greens, the Green Party, is like 
saying. Like we're going to yeah. open up coal mines. That's fucking dumb. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, on the French left, you know, the majority opinion is that like, except for the communist party, uh, like nuclear power is bad. It's really imperialist because like we take all of our uranium from like Niger or Australia. You or can Kazakhstan. buy your uranium from Arizona. Come on. <laughs> okay. Even in Arizona, there's like native American reserves. Okay. Like there's, there's real good reasons to be against nuclear and like, uh, like it takes a lot of water. And so there's all these different reasons for why, I'm not uh, for like permanent, like I'm not like, I'm not thinking that then that's like, we're yeah, going to live in yeah, like yeah. Bioshock or whatever, like, or, or that, uh, that like everything's nuclear powered and it's like, well, the, yeah. I think the other thing, about this though um that kind of like is hanging over this whole debate particularly in germany is that like even if germany kept its nuclear plants on um or like roll back the decommissioning of some of the ones they had started decommissioning that's something like four percent of germany's energy demand if they're all up and running yeah like the like yeah, yeah, it's I, been a massive yeah. distraction to in, the fact that like yeah. it doesn't solve the crisis if they're on or off. Yeah, yeah, which sucks. Um, yeah, the nuclear debate in Germany is not even worth having. I totally get that. In mm-hmm. France, like uh, you guys are like dependent on that shit. Like, yeah, we like, are, we are, we are dependent. But the thing is, like, uh, like scientists have published like reports saying that we can get out of it by twenty forty five, which is actually really reasonable. And I think as leftists, like internationally, that's oh yeah, really no, no, I reasonable. think that then that. I mean, there is like, like, I think that the nuclear is a transitional energy. I don't think it's a permanent thing. I mean, there is like, I mean, I think a lot of leftists live in like, you know, the 1950s, nuclear power. What, you know, what, what destroyed Hiroshima and Nagasaki can also power your oven. Yeah, it's literally the French Communist Party. It's ridiculous. That is, that is, that's such like an old way of looking at, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 of course. I mean, but like that's, you know, whatever. Socialism Um, for the 20th century, not the 21st. Yeah, yeah. You know, um. Uh, uh, <laughs> we, we're not living in a, uh, uh, I don't know. I can't even think of what was yeah. Germany like in the fifties. Not still, good. I'm going to bring those up every opportunity I get, but it's still very funny that the nuclear plants in the UK are built to have um, natural gas as their coolant rather what? than water. Uh, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, so like, there's like Bro. nothing remotely non-renewable or like. Bro. Like the whole like, is it green energy or not? Shit is just so fucking funny because it's like they Bruh. get cooled with natural gas. Bruh, um, it's very stupid. So like, there's definitely in degrees of wrong and right ways to do <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> that is one of them. I would love to. Yeah, I don't know. That that that's is cool. just, that's like a math idea. And speaking, <laughs> well, I mean, the UK is 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 a uh, you know. I oh, there was know. a lot of lighted petrol. Yeah, happening in the UK, um, and we're still feeling the effects. The the um, speaking of green transition, I think we should shout out Politico Europe's um, top of their uh, um, the the person they ranked number one on their Politico 2022 Green 28 list of the 28 most green politicians and uh, figures in in the world, they gave the number one spot to Vladimir Putin. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, what? yeah. Oh, Holy my God. shit. <laughs> this is the fucking... Um, Political Europe is um, hilarious to us. Um, it's not even funny. It's like, what, like, is it just to be an edgelord they, they just want to like make a point of I it. mean the cynical thing is like yes they, they kind of like okay so as, at point of recording this 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 has us to this yeah this has like 1100 quote tweets or whatever okay. at this point like this is this is an engagement 
<sighs> but like it is it is fucking Axel Springer. They don't contemporary like, journalism. Holy shit. It's just <laughs> for the sake of the tweets. Like it is but it is also Springer. They're like the 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 fact that we are not getting like nonstop cheap gas from Russia must mean from their perspective that like Greta has gotten her away or whatever. Like every like green person who's gone into the street that they like fucking hate has gotten their way not that yeah, like Matthias, I wish, Ma- Ma- wish. Matthias Döpfner is just like on his knees just screaming Greta <laughs> <laughs> not, not that like Germany's answer to the lack of fossil fuels has just been like yeah. let's get fossil fuels from somewhere else yeah um, this is their con yeah, like let's get Azerbaijan's gas so that we can like power our nuclear power plants. Like, yeah, just, that's right. That's holy shit. Yeah. Like, like now when you turn on so, the heating in Germany, you you are committing like social murder of Armenians, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so that Azerbaijan can make another like museum to all the murdered Armenians that they killed. Yeah. Did you see that? There was like an article about that recently that they found out about the like war museum that exists like in. Uh, Azerbaijan somewhere that just is like war trophies. It literally is called the War Trophy Museum. Oh no. But it's like Europe is finally figuring out that like damn, Azerbaijan might be a kind of evil country. (laughs) (laughs) They're Turkey's friend and Turkey's in NATO. War Trophy Museum? Sounds kind of like the Louvre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! We did it. Alright, rounding it out. Yeah, France baby, we're back. It's a French episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, uh, we, 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 you know, we, we traveled to Europe a little bit, you know, we took you to Germany, we took you to Azerbaijan, Jean, um, you know, you may That's have it. you, yeah, you may have then in that trip from Germany to Azerbaijan, um, you know, uh, uh, done some lobbying in Germany for behalf of the <laughs> the Azerbaijani government, yeah. and you may die um, in uh, a plane flight to Cuba. Um, I, I really love the idea of the Azerbaijan government like lobbying the CDU and all they do is just sit them down in a room, grab out a boombox and it just plays like, Azerbaijan! Oh yeah, the old, the old, <laughs> the old, the old, the old anthem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Azerbaijan really loud a little bit. And then everyone, like all the CESU, like, yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, Azerbaijan! Yeah, I wonder like how much, yeah, like how much money are they getting because they just like, you will see this in the US too, where like, where you'll see, you know, uh, a lonesome like local not local but like a you know u.s house of representative like normally like it, it, it could be any party it's still very low stakes because it's not it is not it's not russia it's not china it's it's azerbaijani money so yeah. like yeah i've got like the third i've got like some guy called rumple chadson or whatever american yeah yeah, yeah. Like, just like yeah like a like 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 a, like a representative senator. from from yeah, represented from like South Dakota that no one cares about. No, not even that. It would be like, yeah, he's like Speaker of the House in like the South Dakota Senate. Yeah, like not even not even federal politics. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> like, he, he puts a, he puts a um you know a um uh something forward of the uh, you know ban of of you know sinister Armenian behavior. Yeah, there's like three counties in the- South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> Just like will not play System of a Down on the radio or whatever. Just like- yeah. So I mean, you know, we did we we, we did our little a little um you know Europa Reise, a Weltreise, if you will. And now we're back. We're back in the central of Europe. That's right. It could either be France or Germany. And you know what? It's France. Twin engines, baby, vroom vroom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> All right, so um, 
what's going on in the uh, in the French speaking part of the world now? Now, now that we you know we've 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 pampered you, you know we got you all the all the yeah. free stuff, not paid with with uh, Azerbaijani my, money. Yeah, that's mind our you. guarantee that's, to you. <laughs> <laughs> Quarter speed. The, the only German podcast that is not subsidized by the Azerbaijani state. The rest are. I'm willing to say it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, what's going on in the streets? Right. <laughs> Uh, for the past two weeks, um, oil refinery workers in France have been on strike uh, at Exxon and Total Energies. Um, so there's a lot of reasons for that, like inflation and uh, the energy crisis uh, leading to higher prices for everyone. Even like uh, workers who work at oil refineries have to pay higher gas prices at the pump. Mm. Uh, but... What I also want to talk about is uh, a recent action against Total Energies ha- that happened in Belgium. So I guess we'll start with that first. Um, Total Energies is, uh, I think, the largest French oil company. Uh, there's plenty of reasons to be against it. Uh, they're like, an oil company, which is maybe the first <laughs> yeah, that's, one. That's a good one. Second one, they're French. Yeah, no. that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, uh, Total tried to... like not call itself an oil company at one point i think <laughs> last year they um oh, hang on. uh like, oh, they did they, they did the bp thing where they changed their name from uh from british petroleum to beyond petroleum oh that is their official name now they that total, sucks. total yeah. actually tried to do some rebranding so they um they used to be just called like total uh, straight up and like uh total energy sounds more green for some reason to them so they redesigned their logo last sure. year but 91 percent of uh, their activity is still in oil uh so obviously they're just a disgusting oil company and whatever they oh, try hold to up, do hold up. oil company sector. and other assets <laughs> uh, <laughs> that other nine percent yeah. is you like, know why they do that though right is because then they get government write-offs for them saying that they're investing in like so at the end of the day they like know like yeah it's like like obviously because like chevron does the same thing in the united states i remember because you'd see the commercials of like here at chevron we're investing in algae it's like yeah like that's never gonna fucking happen yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, I, yeah. I watch a lot of that like i don't know if anyone knows but like um samsung smart tvs have like a free view kind of like bullshit channels where you can just watch like german animal documentaries over and over and yeah. over again when they'll just pump in the odd like ads but it's all very like digital and automated the ads is coming at any random point getting a lot of shell ads of like yeah we're investing in algae and yeah electric cars don't look into what no. the percentage is <laughs> don't look at it as like what our taxes look like the the all right you know what hold up you know, shout out to Shell though for um, you know, uh, <laughs> shout out real shout ass out, dude yeah. of the week, real ass dude of the week. No, no, uh, Shell. I do appreciate that. Then I don't think Shell has ever changed their name for the past like hundreds of years. We're just like the Royal Dutch Shell Company or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's still like some fucking East India. <laughs> yeah, like, like, they're like, not only is this is this extraction um, bad for the environment, baby. It's uh, it's imperialistic. It's yeah. fucking colonialism. It's all the shit. Well, you know, like, yeah, even, gonna, you know, it's even monarchist at the same we're gonna, time. We're gonna watch some British pate video from the 50s being like, and now here it is, the founding of the Royal Dutch Shell Company, formerly known as Fuck All Indonesians Company. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, mm, uh, uh, I see. <laughs> it's one of these, is it? <laughs> But um, yeah, actually, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got maybe maybe the rebranding. Is. Yeah, ninety one percent is only now in like owning Bahasa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, sorry, Saddle, a, a, a total, total, yeah, yeah. total. Uh, uh, um, where where actually where do they get their oil? Where does the French oil come from? 
Uh, it comes from all over the world. Okay. Uh, but they're one, just buying shit. Like it's not necessarily just rush like uh, um, French territory. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, it's uh, your classic case of a multinational. But one of the big things that uh, is worth pointing out is. Uh, uh, EA Cop. Uh, so there's a, a pipeline that's uh, currently being constructed in uh, East Africa. Mm. Uh, so East African uh, Coastal Pipeline. And um, it's under a lot of protests right now in Uganda. There's actually uh, some students that got arrested uh, there for protesting. Um, and it's also there's a lot of NGOs that are supporting this effort um, to highlight uh, what's going on in East Africa. But um, like there's expected to be like 100,000 people that would just like get totally fucked over by uh, EA Cop. So East African East African crude oil pipeline, uh, it's just uh, ripping through like a bunch of places where um, there's like biodiversity hotspots and also like a lot of communities uh, that rely on the local areas for just like water uh, mm. for agriculture. And it's just like we're taking all of that and obviously we're not going to be like redistributing the profits back to the communities. It's just going to be uh, really disgusting. And oh, so God, no, in Africa, no, what? No, yeah, what? No. <laughs> so basically it's your classic case of, you know, French imperialists coming to Africa and uh, oh, they yeah, love doing taking that. all the natural resources That's and like doing fuck all with it. Do. It's like that and adultery. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but also closer to home, there's uh, French workers that are striking against Total uh, because they're struggling, struggling to pay bills. Uh, while Total makes rec- record profits. So uh, they just recently did a $2.6 billion dollar, uh, billion euro payout to shareholders, and uh, they're expected to make over 90% more profit uh, this time of year than they did last year. Um, they also are polluting local small Belgian towns, uh, including a town called Ecosen and Fuloy, which is uh, an industrial park that got um, targeted by an mm. action uh, of climate activists this year. Uh, this past weekend. So in the uh, industrial park of Floyd, there's like um, plastic micro pellets actually that have been found in local like rivers and waterways. Sure. Uh, so it's just a bunch of disgusting shit in France, in Belgium, in Uganda, in all of East Africa. Uh, yeah. Total is just responsible for all this bullshit. They make a bunch of profit off it and they're not redistributing it back to anyone, whether it be like workers in uh, the pipeline in East Africa or in France. Um, so, Given all this, yeah. uh, there's been a recent effort uh, of organizing a uh, not only a protest in the local town of Ecosen, um, but there's also been a blockade of three different industrial sites ho- held by Total uh, by a coalition of environmental activists and left-wing activists called Code Rouge, um, which is Code Red in English and uh, Code Rude in uh, in Dutch. So um, hmm. Belgium. Uh, drew together like a lot of activists from uh, Flanders, from Wallonia, uh, and also from uh, the Netherlands and France, and even like uh, you know there's a couple people from uh, the Spanish state and like uh, just international activists that ca- came together uh, for this weekend, this past weekend on the eighth and ninth to uh, block three industrial sites for a day. So oh shit, um, one is called um, well it's the Fuloy Industrial Park close to Ecosen. Hmm. Uh, another is Namur and another is 
uh, and Nouvain. So all these places are in Wallonia, which is historically uh, closer to France. They're francophone, yeah. uh, about 4 million people, uh, really left wing, actually. So yeah. like the Belgian Workers Party there has PTB like, or yeah, yeah, PTB. Uh, they got like uh, about 20 percent uh, in the in like local polling. Um, so the context is heated, like politically and also ecologically, like these people are being fucked over by all these like industrial sites, uh, not only Total, but there's also a company called Ineos that was blocked, uh, when the activists, uh, blocked these rails. Um, I'll be honest, uh, I'm not sure if this is going to be edited out or if I should, uh, eventually edit it out, but yeah, I took part in this, uh, action. Mm. Um, we were blocking rails. Uh, with 300 activists and there was another group, uh, another contingent that was blocking uh, a canal with um, with paddle boats and with kayaks. Yeah. And then there was another uh, contingent that blocked a bridge. Uh, all of these were to stop uh, different cargo ships and different um, cargo wagons from using the rails that only the company was using. So no, no like working people were like blocked. It was just the companies purely themselves. It's not like we block roads like uh, Extinction Rebellion, although Extinction Rebellion and other, uh, you know, green activists like uh, from green, well, not activists from Greenpeace, but the action was endorsed by Greenpeace. Right. And there was uh, activists uh, from like uh, far left political parties, including uh, the anti-capitalist left in Belgium. Uh, oh, cool. So like this drew together a bunch of different people from a, a bunch of different um, groups. And it was actually modeled after Endegelenda. So a lot of you German oh, yeah. listeners may know Endegelenda is a... Um, uh, environmental direct action uh, coalition that draws together activists from all over the world to yeah. block. Uh, it was usually a coal mine in Western Germany. And now it's uh, this year it was, um, it was uh, the ports of Hamburg, which are uh, slated to be uh, a site where LNG terminals are going to be used yes. to import American gas. So yeah. obviously, you know, a lot of your listeners have, uh, you know, are probably like eco-socialists or like... Dude, we've, we've also talked about Endeglenda before, like one of the very, very first episodes because like we started this podcast like a couple of months before like the 2019 Endeglenda kind of event out. In oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's back there as a very old episode, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... um, Yeah, I mean, Endeglenda is the perfect example of like social uh, and climate activists coming together. Hmm. And there's a perfect intersection of both. Uh, and so I think it's a really great model. And that's why a lot of people from Belgium actually came to get training at Endegelenda so that they could take uh, take this model back and use uh, everything they learned to do the blockade uh, of these three sites. So um, I just thought about that scene in um, uh, uh, Der Bader-Meinhof Complex. Where they go to where they go to Jordan to get training so like the RAF could exist in Germany. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's, that's a comparison you could make. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yes, I mean, like we gotta have like a base state. Have like, we, have we to, never done an episode about that movie? By the way, that's like a pinnacle of like German left I, I film. I not watched this. Oh, it's like two and a half hours long, oh, but yeah, <laughs> we can. You know. Do Can any I, anime people come in this? No? Okay. Uh, no, but I mean, like, if, when it comes to German movies, it's actually not a bad one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's actually true that, like, you know, having um, a country where it's, like, really easy to do uh, 
like civil disobedience and illegal actions that uh, you know get the goods for climate activists and uh, mm. and workers. Like that's actually good that you know Germany serves as a model for like as a training site basically for other European activists who want to replicate the same thing. So that's why uh, these Belgian this small contingent of Belgians actually got some of their training at Endeglenda. Mm. Um, so thank you, German. I mean, <laughs> thank you to the German. Thank you, Deutschland. <laughs> thank you, Germany. You are my, my best, best friend. friend. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank you to the German left because like, I know that's better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> obviously like, you know, the German left always, uh, gets kind of down and you know, um, We're a like, people. yeah, exactly. Like just really, um, you know, y'all are going through a purgatory right now. There's not very much going on. Die Linke is in a bad state. Um, uh, there are these, uh, like, anti-parliamentary or like extra-parliamentary mm. uh, examples of activism and direct action that are being done in Germany that are actually worthwhile. Uh, I mean, there's like Lutherath, which is like uh, an occupied coal mine that's uh, being, uh, uh, yeah, it, like that's being occupied by uh, climate activists. So like there's, there's good examples where y'all can actually help the international left, uh, even if it seems like uh, the national context is not very mm. uh, hot right now in in germany so um the word hot just makes me think of that whenever trump says hot <laughs> it's just like the international context is hot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i feel rob says that better than i do oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. not hot climate <laughs> <laughs> activism hot. <laughs> not hot or I mean I guess hopeful yeah yeah no, <laughs> yeah, no hopefulness not hot more but you know tongue. blocking a coal mine that's hot baby yeah left wing Trump yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. alright so um, yeah basically uh, after these three sites were blocked uh, I guess I can talk about like the you know some details of how it was like I guess um the way it works out is uh, we got training beforehand. Uh, there was like online trainings and like uh, in-person trainings in different cities in Belgium uh, where people, where activists can meet up uh, before the action to plan it out. Uh, and affinity groups were formed. Like you usually have like six to eight people in your mm. affinity group. We all get together. Uh, we have, we designate one person to go to a spokes council where like decisions can be made on the spot. And also like the coalition uh, that plans the actions is like, um, you know, democratic to, to a great extent, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I wasn't in the planning commission, but basically they have like a consensus that they agree to, mm. like, we won't be violent. Uh, we won't, uh, do X, Y, Z. And these are the targets. And like, uh, the activist volunteers that get recruited to do the action, uh, when they're on the spot, they actually, we actually don't know the final location or the final target. Um, so you find out when, um, you know, a decision is made and when, uh, like, you know, it's to avoid basically like police intrusion and, mm. you know, cause that can, that has happened, that can happen. And, um, you know, also if like careless activists just like disclose the location, um, yeah, that could like blow up the, int- that could, do, um, uh, that could <laughs> poor choice of words. Yeah. Uh, no, that, <laughs> that could, uh, yeah, that could, uh, like, uh, tarnish the, uh, yeah, it's the same the stuff action. that like Endegalenda does. If anyone's mm. taken part in it, I'm not going to go into details of it, but I know like you know firsthand that not that I participated, but that you know friends have, yeah. and uh, they're really secretive about like even like joining up for meetings and whatnot. You have to like you know 
join like a signal group and this and that and that yeah, in order yeah, yeah. because that's like the most secure one and blah blah blah. Is blah, that blah, like blah. it's a, it's a um it's a classic German tech surveillance paranoia stuff, but like which like actually like matters in this case this matters yeah. yeah like this is the kind of shit that it matters like the the joke you can have with some like German left stuff is they'll they'll do it for like a reading group. Yeah. Like, no. yeah, yeah. Like, all right, my yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my uh, my 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 Leninist reading group of me and three friends. Like, we're gonna make a tele. <laughs> we're gonna make a you know. We're gonna make an encrypted. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, chat <laughs> built app. Yeah, yeah. Like activism against like big fossil fuel. Yeah, yeah understandably, yes. Because I mean, <laughs> I mean, happen. we've seen this though too. I mean, like, like probably the most um, like internationally. Um, uh, maybe not even international, but it's like the, the of like the biggest one of late has been uh, was it Stephen Donziger's like, um, like where Chevron sued him or like he yeah, sued yeah, yeah. he sued Chevron oh, yeah. on behalf yeah, yeah. of okay, the indigenous people, won the case and then Chevron yep. sued him back. Yep. Suit, yeah. yeah, and then he had a what was it like a nine hundred day house yeah. arrest or something? Holy fuck. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's and again, one of those weird issues where then like I shared it with my mom and she's like, Oh yeah, this is not good. Which someone who's like, you know, quite right wing and we're like, Yeah, no, like yeah, this is uh it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Anyway. Damn. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, like some of that security culture is used uh and was used uh in this action. So um uh it is modeled after Indigolinda and you know, like uh the the buy-in is high. Like you, uh, to participate in something like this and civil disobedience in general, you have to be ready to uh, uh, go through some steps to, you know, make sure that uh, communication is secure, etc. Um, but basically, what happened was, uh, at least on the rails in the contingent that was blocking the rails, we slept on the rails uh, at night. Um, we were ready to do arm locks in case uh, the police came uh the police actually did not come so this was so successful that in um contrary to and in the action at endeglinda uh the police uh were so outnumbered in belgium that they did not put put up any resistance there was no attempt by police to um austerity works folks (laughs) there's not enough there there uh i guess like some people uh did get uh, apprehended for a couple hours and they got immediately released Mm. but they just didn't have like uh the manpower to take people out like off from the rails one by one or out of boats or whatever like or out of uh kayaks like um in the distance we saw like some water cannons but they weren't used. We were next to a wagon and on rails. Um, also, like we saw some plainclothes officers who took photos of us and like oh, shit. Uh, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, I didn't do any. It's like they're not going to arrest us. We're like yeah. a thousand people and like uh, yeah, me and me, me and my crew. And it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's like me a, and one thousand of my best friends. Yeah, yeah and like um. Some police officers mounted on horses, you know, like took photos in the distance. So, um, yeah, but to be honest, uh, the, like basically this was more, um, successful than Endiglenda in a, in the way that like there wasn't, you know, there wasn't nearly the the level of like police violence or like people getting arrested or taken, um, uh, yeah, taken, uh, basically, um, we stayed the night. Uh, in the morning, we decided to uh, leave and uh, go all regroup at one central location. 
uh, professional and volunteer photographs took photos of activists and um, like with their masks on and also asked permission to take their photos. Mm. Media coverage uh, was really good. It was in oh, yeah. all the major Belgian newspapers and TV, uh, RTBF, RTL, Le Soir, like all these major, uh, you know, newspapers and TV channels. They, they were talking about it for like at least basically two days like yeah uh which is good for like a thousand people you know like a thousand people is not too much and, and for the for country a, of belgium a news cycle that very very rarely stays on the one topic for exactly more than one day exactly like, yeah. which yeah. was not the case with enda galinda and you know like uh on the same day uh that enda galinda did uh their like host of actions uh you had like major events going on with the mm. invasion in ukraine and etc so like all of uh but also like I guess like the German media market is much larger. So in Belgium, it was way, it was way more consequent and uh, consequential. And there was also like a, a televised debate between like uh, the leader, of, I think the leader of the PTB and like some conservative politician. Sure. Um, so like it was really pertinent, uh, you know, for televised debates between. Yeah. So basically we really got it at the right time. Also, there was the French strikes going on, which we'll talk about uh, in one minute. Um, <laughs> so, um basically now the follow-up is like uh post action there's going to be committees that will continue to receive like internal commentary about how the action could go better from participants that were in it and uh the coalition partners that organized it the main organizers will uh get together to do something next year so be on the lookout if you live in germany france or belgium or anywhere in uh europe or Abroad, you know, you can support this uh, in in the future if you if you're so interested. Um, okay, so the day after the action, 400 people demonstrated in uh, the small town of Ecosen in the countryside, and so it was um, it was a good opportunity for union leaders, also like uh, anti-poverty activists uh, in like associations in Belgium, to get together uh, to show solidarity and to bring together climate activists from all over and these local people from Wallonia. Um, so I just felt like I just being there for that uh, protest was really cool because like you can feel and you could see it in their eyes. Like people in the Francophone part of Belgium are like really ready for radical change. I mean, mm. it's not just like the the polls and whatever, but there was like Gide Jaune uh, people from uh, Wallonia who were coming to the uh, to the action as it happened. And they were saying like, yeah, we tried to block Total in like four years ago and y'all finally did it. And so <laughs> you accomplished our wildest dreams. And like, it was really, really gratifying, but it was also like, damn, there's there's a future that could be built here between like the climate activists and like just normal working people in like rural mm. rural Belgium. Um, I Yeah, I think that then that that's, this is a thing that, um, you know, I don't want to step on anyone's toes about climate activism because I do think yeah. it's very important, but there is like always this... It, it differs by country, it differs by region, you know, this and that and that, yeah. where the thing that then's like always like, like Enda Glenda actually does this well where they have like a full plan of like what to do about like the um, uh, AVE uh, coal refineries and whatnot that they would have like, you know, the idea then is that, that they would get like payouts from the German government, you know, this and that and that, da 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 da, da then like, like local communities that then who... Um, participate in you know uh you know workers of like AVE wouldn't be like left out and just like like there isn't like this um 
I don't know how to word it. There is a lot of I I think it comes from like a lot of like this like bourgeois green sort of stuff. I hate using the fucking yes. word bourgeois. Of yeah. that just like, oh, just end it now, workers, you know, whatever, fuck it, this and that and that. But like there needs to be like like a level of endorsement too also then from not just a little, like the, it has to be fully endorsed as well by like the workers of like, yeah, no no. Like they work at the plants, the thing that then that like we are supporting of working class politics, um, you know, regardless of, of where it is in Europe, this and that and that, like that, you know, whether, whether, yeah, like, I mean, whether you're a traditional factory worker that the left pretends is like still a thing in Germany or, or, you know, you live in a small town and you're at the, you know, you're, you're like actually working at the coal factory or whatever, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the, like this is one of those weird ones that that, that made up left is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Die Linke in Germany, like actually does kind of have a pretty good position to end the Galenda and to this as well, depending on which like region that they're in. But there needs to not like be like so like snooty about then like, you know, getting the endorsement from, this class of people because this is you know like this is this is who you want on your side also too because like as we're gonna see with france they also can fucking do a lot of damage if they just decide not to work yeah you know and they are like i mean given the i think the politics in france within within the unions because like the 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 recent um uh, the recent protest not protests the recent strikes in france have been pretty much like backed by cgt who is the more radical yeah. Yeah. union as well? Melanchon also then ends up as well. Then to endorsing him, I believe it was you know it was, it was yesterday. Um, so there is like like there is this momentum happening across a, a broader sense of of you know whatever like francophone Europe or whatever you want to call it. But um, I am just really scared of the sense when this reaches Germany, if it reaches Germany, and it just gets like hyper like academicized or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you also have like the unions here are very professionalized, very hyper professionalized. Yeah, yeah. They're not like yeah. they don't really engage in radical actions as much. It's illegal for them to. Yeah, yeah, fair. One last thing. Yeah, of uh, course, I should have contextualized yeah. this actually at the very beginning, but um, the closure of these three sites due to the action with Code Rouge actually led to the closure of all sites of Total Energies in all of Belgium for an entire day which yeah. and it cost the company 12 million euros yeah. that's sick so hell yeah it was a complete victory we get that now right complete <laughs> victory it was talked about in all the media uh, yeah so okay yeah. now on to france basically um the whole uh the whole thing is like these last two weeks there's been as uh nick said uh strikes from uh called on by the largest union in france uh, the mm. cgt um in Exxon and in Total Energies um at multiple locations um especially in the north of the country yeah um but basically um so like the north is like the deindustrialized well so the uh, thing that then it started yeah. with was that there was um it it it's it started as a memorial of the workers went on strike because of a death that happened in 2016 of a worker and then it broke into further protests that then are connected with um like a, you know the current situation with with mm. you know cost of living cost of living yeah, yeah. and whatnot in France because it was it was a um there was an accident at that site like it's like in Normandy I believe if I'm not mistaken yeah. and they were they they uh, they called a strike in response to them that there was a in, in 2016 there was an accident that that, that never got 
like compensated or solved or whatever. Like there was never any changes for um, like work, um, like protection of, of workers and this and that and that. And so they they went on strike on the remembrance of that day seven years later. Or wait, uh, was it Lubrizol or was it in another? I don't know. Like, okay. I all I know is that then, like, like, the, like what I am telling you is literally all I know. Okay, okay. In okay. the sense that then that this this strike was planned like a while ago, yeah. and then has been bleeding over now into more strikes because okay. of the current situation. But it started yeah. because of a, of a of a of a of a of a labor strike that's been going on since 2016. Yeah, pre-planned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, no, I mean, like, yeah, this is the perfect time for it to happen just because of, like, the international context with gas and oil and also, uh, like, inflation uh, hitting hard in France. Um, we but, also have, like, a, a global kind of, I mean, it's happening in Ireland, the UK, it's happening in Germany. I have to assume it's happening in France as well, like, this, this labor shortage thing where, like, workers are actually in a position of power at the moment because... Yeah. Uh, we talked about it before, but like shops here in Germany are taking like are closing for lunch now because there's not enough people to. Like, yeah. There's only one person working basically. They just can't find workers, so there's like there's this le- there's this. Oh, so they're becoming Southern European. They're taking a little siesta. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that, the, 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 the the fucking axe that Damocles over their head isn't there anymore. Of like we can all be fired because they can't. Uh, yeah. You need us, and therefore, like I know France has always been a bit gutsier about this kind of thing, but like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, unions work differently in fr- where like um, you can have like a section of the workplace go on strike. And so it's not as powerful as like strikes in the U.S. And like we have a higher unemployment rate than in the U.S. So I totally get what you're saying about like, um, yeah, just like workers are in a, power, a position of power. But it's not necessarily a given in France. But right. the, the fact that this is happening in a really, really strategic industry at this moment in time yeah. means that it could really spill over. Uh, and it is into other uh, industries. So you right. have the CGT also in the uh, public sector. The public sector workers are going to call for strikes in. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just over here rooting it all on. I okay. want to see, <laughs> I want to see a general strike cool. in France. Nick, yeah. Nick is just like raising his fist. Just, yeah, this <laughs> is so sick. Yeah. yeah, because the rail workers are probably going to go on strike. That's like actually like pretty yeah. likely. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, so weren't were there huge strikes at like? Was it the Gaulle Airport and stuff like that, or like the the main one in Paris? That's There's the, yeah. almost always like yeah, yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but yeah, yeah. I think I it was like a month ago exactly. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that caused strikes that happened in Denmark and the Netherlands and like. Oh, I didn't it? know that. Okay, yeah, well, I didn't follow yeah, through, but because uh, like obviously, let's like, go for it. You know what the the French like? I mean, you know, I I shit on the French. A lot, yeah. You know what? Uh, they're full of themselves. And so sometimes. You know what? They, uh, they, they, I, um, you know, they suck. Well, um, you know, it's great to be a French person where because me and my me and my wife's three boyfriends are going to go on strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, gonna go. You know, my wife is twenty years older than me, and she's hot. God damn it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yes, me, yeah, me and my, you know, it's not a polycule. It's just, you know, it's just, it's no, just, it's just, just vibing. Boyfriend. Exactly. Um. You know, we're going to go just light up, you know, like six Peugeots on the side of the street because <laughs> why like, the fuck not? But in all seriousness, like the, the, the thing that always happens because you saw this happen in the States as well is like when a strike does happen, it does. There's always like this effect of other workers just going like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah. And then like it's obvious when it's like the same linguistic sphere or the same country. But yeah. then you also remember like. When it's an airport, it's a lot of people like, yeah, I spend like 
my lunch break was in Amsterdam and like I'm I'm sleeping tonight in fucking Beijing or whatever. Like when you see a strike happen in France, it's going to have consequences in other countries. They're all fucking flying around the place. Yeah. Uh, so. Y'all remember under Trump, like there was the air ca- air traffic controllers that didn't yeah. work for like three hours, and oh, then like yeah. Trump immediately reopened the government after it was like at a at a shutdown like for oh, like yeah. a month. It was like, bro, at that moment, I think it was like the 2020 elections, and like, yeah. bro, in the when I was back in the U.S., it was like. Holy shit, this was so inspiring because like literally <laughs> like 10 people decide not to work and the whole fucking country opens up again. It's um, like, well, yeah, it's because like we put like one guy in a tiny office in charge of like all air traffic for like five states. And you're yeah. just like, oh, that guy's a lot of power, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. But um, uh, OK, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's examples of um, like strategic industries being used uh, for strikes mm. that will lead to social movements later down the line. Like, for example, 2019 in Chile, like there was a transport mm-hmm. strike yeah. uh, that really paralyzed the country that also like coincided with like rising tide of uh, student radicalism. And now we have Gabriel Boric. OK, um, not going to take a position on board here. <laughs> I was about to say, like, wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not the, not the best now. Yeah. <laughs> not the best. Not the best. It was yeah. it was better than the far right, but yeah. We, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, we'll we'll by we'll, the... we'll, uh, we'll we'll take them as they come. I guess yeah. in that yeah. sense. Anyways, uh, so yeah, this uh, also coincides with like a Belgian strike uh, in the transport sector that happened recently. So like, I mean, there's there's so many, and like the UK, uh, Great Britain also had like uh, a series of strikes. Yes, uh, like yeah, the uh, rail worker strike and the post worker strike. That yeah. the post worker strike's happening today, I think actually that they're going on strike. The the, the rail worker strike inspired a handful of others to go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in this whole like international context of uh, radical strikes, like you have um, like in the local context in France, uh, this has caused uh, like the um, so the government has actually responded. So Macron is chastising unions, saying that now is not the time to strike. He demanded they go back to work, which is just like such like a Jupiterian complex. Which like, yeah. bro, like, do you not understand what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like uh, the prime minister, Elizabeth Bond, she's called uh, for a requisition of uh, workers to go back. And um, like this is literally forcing people to work, like literally against their like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's they're now they're, they're now it's, it's now on the table that then that, that arrests could possibly be made if then these uh, gas workers don't go back to work. Which is insane. First off, also, it's really hilarious to me how they've been on strike for Two days, three days, yeah. Like uh, they, well, it started like on two the, weeks, two weeks, but yeah, it's been like yeah, yeah, expanding but, the last, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the one, I mean, like, but, but the ones from like the the the, the, the response came after the no no no, but like okay. the 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 uh, workers outside of Normandy started like at the beginning of the week. Like it's 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 tail it's it's like yeah, you know, piggybacking Snowball, on other yeah. on other stuff as well. But the fact that then within the last like literally the last three four days has gotten so like like. Uh, it's it, it's blown up into proportions, and then that now there's like you know slowly becoming more movements uh, in other areas of France. To the point that then like Mélenchon went to you know uh, uh, strike or not, 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 but he went to like a, a solidarity protest with mm. like CGT, and um, hilariously would not speak to any media. Like just came, did his thing, and then just left. <laughs> but um, yeah, like that you're seeing then this 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 level. Like I mean, you know. All the problems of of of, of Mélenchon, the fact of the thing that some that he's like in, like in, in such a quick response, to this has already then like kind of been like, all right, yeah, like this is this is a moment, like let's go. 
you know? Yeah. Uh, the threats of then also, like, you know, like, like, like arrest looming over these people as well is, is, you know, this is like clearly has economic consequences to France than that, that Macron's government does not want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In 2010, uh, under Sarkozy, there was like similar strikes going on in this sector and um, against like pension reforms. Mm. And so uh, Sarkozy just sent a lot of like police officers to take everyone back uh, to work. And like um, they were threatening like, okay, you'll get a 10,000 euro fine if you like uh, stay on the picket line. And it's just like really disgusting and it makes people scared. But that's not that is not what is happening here. People are getting really inspired. This is the right time. Uh, As you said, Nick. There's like politicians going to the picket lines and saying like your struggle and our struggle is the same. This is the right time for us to mount our reivindications, not only for higher wages and against the pension reforms, but also for like ecology. And so, um, okay, the unions are asking for like a 10 percent increase on wages uh, and uh, they also want like... um, yeah, so it's it's mostly about wages to uh, catch up to inflation. And actually, very recently, uh, today, Total Energies has said, like, we will be willing to go to the negotiation table with you at 8 p.m. Uh, so we'll see, like, maybe we can check some headlines later but <laughs> of, to see what happens. But uh, the CFDT, one of the more reformist unions, they, um, they went to... They, they said, yeah, let's go to negotiations. Uh, I haven't checked the news to see if the CGT is, like, doing that, but... We basically made them fall to their knees. Like the, <laughs> the people, the unions, the climate activists, we made them fall to their fucking knees and it feels really good. And like yeah. this is this is like I mean, the government had to like literally nationalize certain uh I forgot oil about sites. this. Yeah, they did but, that at the at like like three months ago or something like that, right? Yeah, we uh and like in, in uh just the past few days, like we the the Macron has just had to like requisition entire like refineries and like uh, Mm. storage sites and it's really amazing uh how like just yeah also uh maybe like on the line by line like you have uh total spreading some lies and saying like oh well uh these workers they own they get like five thousand euros a month uh you shouldn't feel bad for them yeah if i you know i if i got five grand a month and uh, but after taxes in France, it's like what two grand a month or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I would still be pissed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And like, first of all, like oil refinery workers like probably have to go through like really shitty conditions and yeah. like for sixty grand a year. No, thank you. Like sixty grand before taxes yeah. a year. And then also, um, I've I you do you know how many mistresses I have to pay for? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also like um, like. This is literally not true. Um, like workers say it's more like 2500 a month. Um, and also like with rising costs, inflation, et cetera. Like yeah, you know, yeah, if you live in the countryside, um, like if your partner again, also, doesn't have a job. Yeah. But also for a company that is making record profits. Oh, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. 2.6 billion euros in payouts. Like it's they can obviously afford to just like immediately end the strike and just fucking pay people. Yeah. And like yeah, they would well, solve the whole problem. It's hey, not the hey, workers. It's the company, bro. They're called, they're, they're called shareholders. Yeah. They, they they work. They work really hard by Kinsey doing sitting down and making deals. PDF. Yeah, yeah. cost forty two million. Oh yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. scandal. Yeah, but like, should yeah. I like this? Also, like one of the things that this is all reminding me of is that there was a work stoppage and strike in Norway as well around the like oil refineries. Yeah, um, and that like got that got like forced arbitration by the government, which talking to some Norwegian comrades and stuff, they're like, that always favors the companies, not the workers. Yeah. 
um like they got like a pay increase but that was not in line of inflation and stuff like that and it's like again the one of the underlying things of this whole energy crisis is that like average people are currently or are going to pay a lot of money for their energy bills for their heating bills but these companies are making fucking bank right now. Oh yeah, because they're 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 expect like the reason that your price is going up is not because of gas shortages, it's yeah. expected gas shortages. Yes. Or expected crises or whatever because And also like what like Russia has been able to do to the global market. So even if you're a country like the UK or Ireland where like you don't get a lot of your gas from Russia or oil from Russia, it's still going up. Mm-hmm. So like and that money is still fucking going somewhere um it sucks it really sucks and they can definitely afford to like pay these people decent wages um yeah yeah. on that point uh the ceo uh his salary increased by like uh 56 percent in one year and now he makes like six million euros a year that's like that's 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 you know after taxes is is about a million so you know he's also struggling like yeah he's got like 12 mistresses and his wife has 14 yeah. so you know you know he's he's also taking home uh you know just 200,000 at the yeah, end of the yeah, year yeah, yeah. which is you know you know that's that's nothing he yeah. needs it he needs <laughs> it so it's just obscene and disgusting and basically in response to all this um a lot of unions have uh planned further strikes and renewed their uh their vow to strike um so <laughs> you, I'm, I'm, I'm fist bumping over here, pro 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 general strike Nick over here. Yes, we are so close to that situation because on the 16th this Sunday we got uh, all the left wing political parties in France are getting together in Paris for uh, the grand march against uh, expensive uh, like high costs and uh, climate inaction. So you got all these uh, political parties going to bust their people and their members and uh, students unions that signed petitions across the country that are going to go be in Paris uh, to protest against the government. And then two days later, Tuesday next week is going to be when uh, the RATP, the Paris uh, railway workers are going to strike. And apparently the CGT public sector members are going to go on strike. So you are like we are. France is so close. (laughs) France is so close to this like general strike situation. And there's reasons to be hopeful. If you're feeling down, like don't be because like. We are Move so close, to bro. France. <laughs> yes. No, stay in stay in Germany. We need we need comrades here to start the revolution here. Um all right. So with that, I guess like we can I guess it can wrap up with yeah. the statement. Um I want to read this statement because it's kind of interesting. It like shows solidarity between like uh, climate activists and striking workers in France. Um, so mm-hmm. while with uh, the climate activists who were blocking um, the site in Belgium. Uh, we wrote this collectively and we wanted to share it in solidarity with the uh, striking workers. It'll in be in Nantes. French. It'll be in English. Oh, so fuck. <laughs> I, was in a, I, was in a, I wanted to hear it in French. I thought that'd be really cool. It'd be hot. I mean, I could, <laughs> I could do it again in French, but okay. Today we blocked Total and we are not alone. In Nantes, the workers have been on strike for 11 days already. Their demand is clear. We want social justice. Concretely, it's a wage increase. But instead of respecting their demands, Total plans to distribute 15 billion euros to shareholders. This is an insult to all workers around the world. For this reason, and in response to our blockade of Total Energies here in Feloy, people have blocked Total's sites in Liège, Namur, and Bruxelles. Together with our actions, we want to express our solidarity with the workers. The CGT, the union behind the strike, said, There is no social justice without climate justice. And we are here to say that the opposite is equally true. 
The skills and knowledge of the energy sector will be needed for a just transition to a carbon-free economy. We claim the right to a decent life, not a life of imposed poverty. We claim the right to live on a livable planet. This transition requires the combined efforts of all the exploited and oppressed to destroy their common energy enemy, fossil capital. Our actions are part of this historical continuity of the struggle for social and climate justice. We express once again our solidarity with the strikers in Nantes and with all oppressed workers in the world and to those for whom cl the climate crisis is already a reality. We repeat once again, there is no climate justice without social justice. Hell yeah. 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 So That's a perfect note, I think, to, to end on. Yes. Sure. So, yeah. Flo, thank you again for coming on. Um, you shouted out some great things here. Uh, this will come out on Monday, so do check out the thing that you mentioned on Tuesday because the Sunday thing you mentioned will have already happened. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to shout out and where can people find more flow? Um, I actually don't have uh, anything to shout out. or uh, Yeah, I'm a... I guess um, do not find flow. <laughs> it is yeah. illegal. Flo to is a, yeah. Flo's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> flow is not real. It's me doing an accent. Yeah. yeah. But thank y'all for like having an accent. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully see corner. I hope to see Cornish Betty in Paris sometime. If yeah. y'all yes. ever do an event like a live podcasting event or whatever, like, just um, we'll block another that day. more successful show. <laughs> yes, exactly. In, in the true spirit of that. Well, then um, on on that before we go. Oh yes. Uh, we have an announcement for live show, which yes, you know yes, better yes, yes, than yes. I do. Third of November in Comedy Cafe Berlin in Neukölln, eight p.m. Five euro in Corner Spati live. We are probably going to be talking about um, that guy who thinks he's the prince of Serbia. Yeah, he's fun. So come on down. It should be a lot of fun. And we will see you next week. Oh, also, sorry. Quick other shout out. We have bonus episodes out again. There's Yeah. We we can't commit to a like a full schedule yet, but there are bonus episodes out. If you're not a patron, we back, baby. We back. So go check them out. Come to our live show. Do all the cool things that Flo said. Do not observe Flo. That is illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even look at him. Yeah. Flo, yeah. Flo's pronouns are... I'm hiding for the Belgian police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're a Belgian cop, stop listening two hours yeah. ago. <laughs> Damn. You're almost like Marx running for the Belgian police. <laughs> all right. Uh, Thank you uh, f uh, once again, Flo, for coming. And we will see uh, you guys all for bonus or for uh, next yeah. week. We don't know. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Take care. Au revoir. Bye-bye.